Welcome back to The Unwritten Rule on KCOU 88.1 FM. It is a very lovely Friday in Columbia, Missouri. Oh, yes. Beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful. I am joined. I'm back in the studio. I was uh, obviously over Zoom last week um, as mm-hmm. I was an indie for March Madness. <laughs> <laughs> um, and as you can hear, our, our co-host Kenny is in Florida. Kenny, how's the, how's the weather there? Um, it's beautiful. It's a little hot every now and then. Um, not really feeling this weather. I miss the snow. Um, really? You miss snow? Here. You from Houston miss misses the, the miss the snow. I miss that 60-degree weather. There's too many. There's not enough clouds here. I'll say that. That's true. <laughs> it is quite humid in Florida yeah, all the time. So I've heard. And, of course, Peyton is here as well. Peyton, how's your week been? Oh, just standy, you know. Uh, haven't done too much, you know, but... It's been, it's been a nice pre-spring break uh, week, I guess. I got all my work done. Do you, so. have any, do you have any fun spring break plans? Going to Florida as well, oh, very briefly. Where are Not, you going in Florida? I'm going to Pensacola. Ah, yeah. that's fun. Maybe I should go, and then we can have three out of three members have the bot tweet about it. I'll, oh, just, yeah. I'll just drive down for no reason. I agree. Casey, you're unwritten in Florida. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, we are, we're back. Um, guys... I'll, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about March Madness first. Obviously, the Sweet 16 is set to start this weekend. What did you guys think of the first two rounds? Um, what kind of surprised you? What were you, you know, excited to watch? How was how was March Madness in general being back after a year, a year gone, especially? Um, I would say it was well, it has been well worth the wait. It has been really entertaining basketball so far. Um, I've loved the amount of upsets we've seen um, in it, like, Teams like Ohio, uh, Oregon State's been a blast. Uh, who else won? I mean, Abilene Christian, I was at that game with Kenny. Uh, that was crazy. And, of course, Oral Roberts, second Sweet 16 team ever uh, to be a 15 seed. And, was it um, only the, Oh, yeah, it is second. Yeah, with to Don't West City. Um, so, yeah, it's been a blast. Uh, other than one 8-9 game that happened, uh, been pretty much a dream tournament yeah. so far. Yeah, I agree. Kenny, how about you? Um, I would say this is probably the best NCAA tournament we've ever had that I can remember. You know, we're only 20 years old, but mm-hmm. from all the upsets, from only being in one place, it's, you know, inside this bubble, we had a team get, you know, kicked off for COVID issues and moved Oregon on, and Oregon dominated against Iowa, so that wasn't a fluke for them. Mm-hmm. And looking at the bigger picture, you know, Syracuse is also a big team, Peyton. You forgot that one. Oh, and, man, how did I forget them? Because I knew you were going to cover them. Yeah, I knew this. I think this will be a good tournament for them. Um, I think Buddy Beheim is on a mission. He was in a press conference this morning, and he had his little smirk. And it was just like, okay, this, guy, this guy's going to do it. And yeah. I think Syracuse is also is a pretty pretty good bet to run to the Final Four this year. Yeah, they always are when they get that 11 seed or that mm-hmm. lower double digit. They always make a run. That's that's my issue because I really like San Diego State, and I think if they had played any other 11 seed, they probably had a pretty good chance. But mm. they got a a difficult matchup against Syracuse, and now Syracuse is doing what I predicted San Diego State to do. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The tournament was obviously really fun. Obviously, all three of us got to go to a few games in Indy, which was where I'm super super grateful that I got to do that. Oh yeah, it was an absolute yeah, blast. It was a, it was a pleasure to to visit Indy. It's a great city. Um, I'm kind of proud. I will pat myself on the back along with Tyler. Uh, him and I correctly called the Abilene Christian upset That's, on air last week. Yes, you did. Um, that was just a fluke. That was that a was, fluke. That was okay. ridiculous. They sold out for that game. They went 150% yeah. 
to beat Texas. I think it had to. I thought they would. I had the feeling that they would. Also, I just don't. They only won because Shaka Smart had hair. Like, that is ridiculous. (laughs) Shaka Smart needs to shave. Marquette Marquette legend Shaka Smart. Yeah, now Marquette coach. We saw Shaka Smart's last game at ACU in person. Or at Texas Texas in person. I will say, ACU, they were one of the first teams I've ever thought to myself, oh, my goodness, this defense is actually, like, really fun to watch. They were just swarming. They, like, were sprinting all over the place. It was just an absolute blast. and It was uh, a ridiculous, like, match matchup, though, for UT against Abilene Christian. And, like, and the size differences were incredible. Oh, yeah. yeah. Texas at every position was just world's taller. Kenny, what is that noise? I'm sorry. There is a lot of wind. Sit in the car. <laughs> um, I, w- I will say, while... You know, Illinois really didn't help me in any way for my brackets. I called Abilene Christian, UNT, and UC- or I called UCLA, which wasn't, you know, mm-hmm. as bad. I didn't get the Oral Roberts upset, but I, I also got Ohio. So I was pretty proud in terms of the upsets I, was, I picked. Things I was proud of, I had been banging the drum for Ohio since the second yeah. that matchup was announced. Yeah, me that too. happened. I said Oral Roberts was the only 15 seed that had a chance. Nice. That happened. Uh, I was close to picking North Texas. I just didn't do it. Winthrop yeah. let me down. I didn't uh, think I, I was pretty good with that Baylor pick, though. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. I mean, there was too many upsets, though, in yeah. my opinion. Too many. No, I would. Yeah, you're no, a I troll. think well, one game that I do not think well, some people like because I don't think we should root for Oral Roberts. Why not? Oh, who cares? Yeah, because their school's history. Oh. But you know what? I really like. I don't think about all that when it's just basketball. I just like the story of the little dude going on an absolute run. Yeah, in the I, th- I think they're going to have a tough time against Arkansas, though. Oh, yeah, no. I think but Their head coach is, is also an Astros fan, so yeah. I guess really? I'll root for him. <laughs> yeah, and uh, we'll, we'll dive into um, Mizzou basketball in a little bit, but I want to switch it up a little bit because, obviously, while college basketball has taken a little bit of a break, the NBA has... Uh, you know, gotten some some recent storylines considering the trade deadline was this week. Um, Peyton, we're going to start yes. with you. The biggest move of the trade deadline, of course, involves your Chicago Bulls. Mm-hmm. Um, getting, making, making a, just a little small move. They acquired a uh, all-star talent in Nikola Vucevic. Um, oh, I thought you were going to talk about Daniel Tice. Oh, I guess all, I can also talk about Daniel, Vucevic, too. Also Daniel but, Tice. Good piece off the bench. Oh, yeah. In one day, the Bulls remade their center position from uh, Wendell Carter Jr. and Daniel Gafford to Nikola Vucevic and Daniel Tice. That's an absolute just such a good deadline for the Bulls. Yeah. I They got rid of every player that I just despised other than Larry Markinen. He's still on my team, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, but... Wendell Carter Jr. was one of the worst centers I'd ever seen. Uh, I did not like Otto Porter at all, and I don't care about two first-round picks because most of the time, first-round picks don't amount to much. Yeah, I I think if you could make the move, and the fact that it's two first-round picks and Wendell Carter and Otto Porter, that's a really good trade for the Bulls. Essentially, you're only giving up two first-round picks for Mm -hmm. for an all-star center. Yeah, Wendell Carter is not good. Otto Porter is never healthy and really isn't anything crazy when he's healthy. Uh, and Al Farouk Amino, who was the throw in is better than both. I might be trolling a little bit when I say that, but I don't, I mean, 
all in all, I was just I was thrilled with that deadline. Yeah, for the Bulls. I think I such think most, a good deadline. I don't know how you couldn't be happy about that if you're a Bulls fan. Um, another big move that was made at the trade deadline was the Rockets. Kenny, they made yeah. they made a trade as well. This time they offloaded a player rather than acquiring one. Um, Victor Oladipo is no longer in Houston. He joined the Miami Heat. What do you what do you make of that trade? Um, I, I heard a lot about this trade going down at the deadline, and it was almost like one of the last trades. Um, I know the Rockets kind of missed out on getting Duncan Robinson because the Heat needed it out, and they knew that they could get Oladipo because the Rockets were trying to dump him. And it really came down to that the Rockets really got no one in return for James Harden after this. Yeah, there's no the there's no player are yeah. no longer on the Rockets. Every player involved in the Harden deal is no longer there. That's pretty funny, not going to lie. <laughs> I think what it'll amount to is I think they ended up including the trades for Oladipo and then I think Kelly Olynyk and Kelly Olynyk and uh, Mo Hark. No, Mo Hark. No. This was another deal. Uh, Kelly Olynyk and whoever it was. Essentially, the Rockets traded James Harden for I think it's nine draft picks because which, all of the players. Which you better be able to hit on. Some yeah, of those. you got to hit on some of them, but. You know, I think it was probably smart to get the Oladipo trade value now when he's still a, a key contributor because I don't think he was going to do much with the Houston roster that's probably rebuilding. Would you agree, Kenny? Yeah, I think if they had kept him past the trade deadline, that would have been like one of the worst like they, moves that they could have made this season. Like this team lost 14 games in a row. Avery Bradley yeah, was a good, guy. That's who it was. They were, they were on a good stretch, though, with uh, Christian Wood until he got hurt, but in the end, you can just get what you get what you can for them at this point, you know. Yeah, I have to agree with that. I think, I guess, even though Avery Bradley and Kelly Olynyk are terrible, like trade value wise, and in return, I mean, they did get what did they get? Did they get a second round pick for Oladipo, or was it a first? They got a draft pick. I think they got a first round pick. Did they? Okay, well then that maybe that just move, one. Wait, I mean, it I was better to. Sure offload him for something i guess instead of just hanging on to him and letting him go for nothing so yeah i think for the rockets it's fine yeah and i mean for the heat too they also acquired um i believe they acquired lamarcus aldridge um they uh, I guess, they no, no, no they didn't they haven't signed him yet yeah he hasn't signed yet they're the front they're the front runners for lamarcus yeah. aldridge so, you know, adding Oladipo and LaMarcus Aldridge to an, a team that went to the finals last year, the Heat could be a team to to watch out for in terms of in terms of challenging. Obviously, they've had a little bit of a disappointing season considering where they were at last year. Yeah. Um, but I think these these two trade pieces will certainly help. Um, another I guess bigger Oh, oh go ahead. Oh, can we talk about the the Denver Nuggets and what they did? Yes. Traded a 2025 first for Aaron Gordon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Aaron Gordon and get Aaron Gordon. Oh, I forgot um, about JaVale, yeah. I, I do think this is – that's pretty good to add that to your front court, in my opinion. Um, I think, you know, the Joker is definitely an MVP candidate, and by the looks of it, he might be in, like, the final two, final three votes uh, with, you know, all these injuries and players taking time off. But – Denver is a team that could that's always been the last four years that could like possibly make a run, but teams like the Warriors or the Lakers have stopped them. So in the end, you know, you should profit off these last couple weeks of basketball while, you know, LeBron's out, AD's out, 
you know, the West is getting weaker and the East is rebuilding. Yeah, it definitely seems like a power move. And you're also getting Aaron Gordon, 25 years old. He's entering, is pretty much entering in his, in his prime. Um, you know, that front court alongside Jokic, who's also entering his prime, is, is going to be pretty pretty fun to watch. They gave up Gary Harris and RJ Hampton, who was the rookie they drafted, along with that oh, 2025 I pick. I, I would say, though, that this morning on uh, Jalen and Jacoby, Jacoby on ESPN, Jalen Rose said that because the Nuggets got um, those two guys, the Joker is going to win MVP. And, like, the reasoning was so weird behind it, but it was actually pretty cool how he explained, like, them getting these two players will make this team better and make them look better in the end, and it comes down to, like, the best player on the best team is going to win the MVP. Yeah. And yeah. so it was actually really cool how they broke it down. I guess that's fair when you also consider everyone else in the West, like Kenny said, was banged up. Yeah. So the Nuggets are probably just only going to rise in the standings. Uh, I, that, are they second right now behind the Jazz? Uh, I don't know for sure. But I don't know. It's no, hard for me to imagine anyone really taking it from they're Joel Embiid, though. Still. It's still a pretty... But if oh, they Denver's can, in fifth? Yeah, it's a very tight race. I mean, they're 26 okay. and 18. They got the Clippers, Lakers. Clippers, or it's Lakers fourth, Clippers third, and then Suns and Jazz. Yeah, they. I Ooh. mean, if they could get up to, like, second or something, I could see it. Yeah. It's tough for me to imagine anyone really taking MVP from Joel Embiid right now, though. Yeah, still right now. But definitely a power move from the Nuggets. And also a really interesting... I watched an interesting YouTube video this morning from two years ago where it was a guy ranking the greatest second round draft picks ever and Draymond Green number well, one Draymond Green was uh three mm. Marcus Gasol behind Manu Marcus Gasol was on there um but the interesting thing was it was two from two years ago and they gave Jokic an honorable mention because he was like three years into the league and just had his breakout year mm. if he wins MVP he's the greatest second round pick ever probably yeah I mean I would say he's probably better than Manu. Manu or um, I'm trying to remember or Draymond who or Draymond Green. Isn't Clay Thompson a second round pick? No, no. he was a first round. No, pick. he was picked. Um, the I Bucks. The Bucks round. passed on him. They picked Jimmy uh, Jimmer Fredette over Clay Thompson in the first oh. round. <laughs> so wait, are we just gonna ignore Montres Harrell being the second greatest or the greatest second round pick ever? So yeah, Andre Drum- Drummond was uh, <laughs> bought out. Andre Drummond um, was bought out of his contract. This is true. Um, and I've, I'm from what I've seen so far, it looks like the Celtics are the front runners to sign him. Obviously, they got rid gross. of Daniel Tice. Um, would Bull, be baby. A, would be a good a good piece to to add for the Celtics though. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't. I'm not as big Andre Drummond fan, but at this point, I mean. Who else do the Celtics really have to play uh, center for them? I guess. I mean, I mean right if, now it's Tristan Thompson, who I think is hurt, and they have and is Tristan Thompson. Yeah, then they so, have Robert Williams, Mo Wagner. Uh, hey, they traded Taco. for uh, Yeah, okay, bring in Andre Drummond. That's yeah. fine. I mean, a starting lineup of Kemba, Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, Tatum, and Andre Drummond. They're eighth. They're eighth in the East with on, four of those guys. On paper, it's that good. should be good. Yeah. The problem is Kemba stinks. Kemba's, yeah. And Andre Drummond is probably also bad now. But you, you got to give it to the generation of these Celtics fans, though, because like they've had like some pretty good talent and they just haven't done much. Yeah. Oh yeah, boo like hoo. Like Boston fans have it so hard. The Kyrie era. It must suck to be a Boston sports fan. Whatever. I hate the people who are. Oakland sports fans, Boston sports fans, <laughs> Baltimore sports fans all at once. Like, it makes no sense. Yeah, that's right? so weird. 
Oh, I see where <laughs> I see where this is going. Doesn't make any sense. No sense. Imagine being an Orioles Celtics. Is he an Orioles fan? And Oakland Raiders or now Las Vegas Raiders fan. Is he an Orioles fan? Yes, Nick Swanson. Oh my goodness. Is. I thought we were gonna keep him on name just for the fun of it. Nick um, Swanson, we are on to you. But yeah, um Draymond uh, not Draymond Green, Andre Drummond. Um, was bought out of his contract by the Cavaliers. Something to keep an eye on in terms of where he's going. Mm-hmm. Um, am I missing any other big? big yeah, moves, the big Dallas Magavricks oh, uh, saw who they were. They what was they got JJ Redick. It's JJ Redick and um, and they wanted another random dude. Um, they just found the that thirty-year-old guy from Europe. Yeah, he's from Italy. Yeah, his name is Nicolo Melli. Oh yeah, Nicolo. They Melli. just looked down the roster, saw the first white guy they could find, and threw him in the deal. Peyton, this is just like terrible of you to point this out. They just want to go after some talented basketball <laughs> players, and you it just make... happens to be that they were white. <laughs> okay, their starting lineup could legitimately be Luca, Kristaps, Nicolo Melli, JJ Redick, and. But it's... Oh, who's the fifth guy? Kristaps. Did I say Kristaps? No. Then Kristaps. I don't know who I said then after Maybe Luka. Maybe did say Kristaps. I don't know. But I don't know. But this is a conspiracy that need that the NBA needs to address. Oh, boy. Okay? Enough of your conspiracies, <laughs> you fool. Looking like the Iowa starting lineup out there. <laughs> the women's Iowa. Iowa. That too, yeah. Iowa. Um, men's basketball very disappointing into the tournament. Sorry, mm-hmm. Peter, okay. sorry, Peter, if you're listening. Um, Luca had a good game though. Well, Luca had a great game, but Luca no was one, awesome. No yeah. one else did anything. Yeah, that whole the rest of that they team. Get, they get the three ball going. Yeah, the rest of that team besides I think Bohannon was just absent. It was ridiculous. Um, but yeah, any other final final NBA thoughts of the trade deadline? Um. Bulls are back, baby. That's it. Oh boy, we're going to the ship. I think they're nope. We're the four seed um, in the East coming soon. <laughs> this is crazy. This is like '90s Bulls basketball right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nikola Vucevic, their, man. That's their Michael Jordan. Yeah. Um, one thing I would say is I thought it was weird Kyle Lowry wasn't dealt. Yeah. He, he literally thought he was done. Like he said goodbye to like everybody in his last game, and then for the 76ers who like. We're a front runner to get him to not get him. I just think that's that's downright. It's so cruel to Toronto fans too. Imagine the heartache that city was probably going to because he's so beloved there. For you're talking about Kyle Kyle Lowry, Lowry. and then it's like, oh, he's never mind, forget it. He's still here. Yeah, that's that's going to be brutal to recover from. Also, they would have had such a good deal if they got what they wanted. Oh yeah. In terms of because they wanted Tyrese Maxey and Matisse Matisse Thybul Thybul and two firsts, which are. That would be an insane deal for Kyle, or Kyle Lowry. Mm-hmm. I would. I mean, I can understand why the Sixers didn't do it because. And if they would have gone to the Heat, they would have been able to land Tyler Hero in a deal if they got what they wanted. Did so. you just want to throw that in there? No, I, oh, okay. that was a legitimate thing. No, yeah, and he's he's good off the bench, but yeah, it's it, it's a it's tough for Sixers fans or not Sixers fans. Raptors hey, fans hold on, right did now, Jack but... just say that Tyler Hero's good? I don't know what you're talking about. Um, we're shifting back <laughs> to Mizzou basketball also. Um, oh I'm, I'm oh. deviating back to college just because there have been some developments since the Tigers obviously crashed out of the NCAA tournament. Oh, you're, you're, you're telling me. Following a loss to Oklahoma in one of the most stressful games of basketball I've ever watched. It was tough. Um, 
yeah, I was not. It was it was it was kind of tough to watch at times, but yeah, Mizzou obviously they have. Um, I believe it's Mark Mitchell, Drew, and then Jeremiah Tillman are all seniors. And Drew, the other Drew, Drew and Bugs. the other Drew Bugs, though they're yeah. losing five seniors. And not, Xavier Pinson left. Not to mention yep. Xavier Pinson entered the, tra- entered the transfer portal. So where is Mizzou men's basketball at, and where are they heading? Oof. Yeah, that OU loss. Uh, I think Conzo really lost a lot of the team with that because I get it. Xavier did suck down the stretch in that game. Or really the whole game, Xavier sucked. There was no way around it. He was not good at all. Um, I don't know how I feel, though, when you need points desperately and you have Drew Bugs over him on the court. Because, yes, I get it. Xavier's been bad all game. But at a certain point, you have to just really take the chance that he's going to randomly turn it on. Yeah. Because you know you're not getting that from Drew Bugs. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. I understood why Drew Bugs played 99% of the minutes he did. He was yes. much better at defense than Xavier better. Pinson was. And that helped Mizzou stay in the game a little bit. That and Drew Smith making two miracle yeah, threes. Yeah, Drew to make it Smith even close. did not want to go home. But, I love Drew Smith. Yeah. It's a shame that was it for him. But Xavier Pinson has to be in there if you need a three with a minute left. You have to sacrifice some defense at some point, I think. Yeah. And as much as as much as I I do not lean the way some people do in terms of how they feel about Coach Martin, you mm-hmm. know, not wanting him to be the coach of the Tigers, I think that would be a terrible decision. Um, I think he's a great coach, and I think especially off the court he does a lot, but. In that just in that instance, I think a lot of people are right to to scrutinize or look at that mm-hmm. decision to play Drew Bugs at the end of that game. Um, that being said, um, you know Mizzou. Wait. Well, what? Let me talk. Oh, I got sorry. Some stuff to sorry. Say. Go ahead, yeah. Kenny. Um, just because I'm not there doesn't mean I don't have a voice. Um, <laughs> no, um, I got a lot to say actually. Um, I think Coach Martin, you know, he's that leader. He's a no nonsense coach. And at the end of the game, you know, we didn't see. Like, for the last 12 minutes, we didn't see X at all. And in that, like, thought process, I was thinking something must have happened. Like, I think it was more than just not even playing this potential, playing lousy basketball. We saw that every now and then from X this season. Um, For a guy that was supposed to be, like, a top SEC player to not even be, like, SEC first team or second team is something worth noting. And it's awful that he's, he's gone, but in the end, like, if he goes to another SEC school, I don't think that we should we should back him. That's what I have kind of standing by on that one. If he I goes to Auburn yeah. with Bruce Pearl, I don't think that's something that we should back him for. Um, I also think that's a very lateral move. Big on but... Twitter. Yeah, that is a lateral move. Um, his mom is big on Twitter. I saw her respond to people. Oh, yes. To yep. respond to my um, tweet. Sorry, your son is not better than Brandon McKissick. That's just um, how it is. One thing I, the thing I would say, though, about it is uh, – you know, he's a no-nonsense coach. I really think something happened there on the bench right before he was going out, and he must have said something. They had a disagreement. And, you know, he's he's going to, like, I don't know how to explain this, but I think they knew that they they weren't going to beat Gonzaga. You know, Mizzou's going to fight till the end. They, they've shown that. But, you you know, if you're not going to respect your coach, you're not going to respect your team, not going to play to your potential, and you're not going to try, then Coach Martin's not going to play. And in the end, it really sucks how that went down, but you know X is the, the all-around best player, but that's not how um, Coach Martin coaches. And you know, give it up for Drew Bugs, but he's not—he's not a three-point shooter. He's not a scorer. Not at all, he's no. a passer and a defender, and he's a small guy. But you know, they fought for it. And I—I I would say that I would like Drew Smith's number retired. 
in the end, he was one of the best Mizzou basketball players of all time. But he only played two years. And, and he never won a tournament yeah, game. Yeah, yeah so, never won a tournament game. Never, Nothing really came from it except in an SEC first team and a snub from SEC player of the year. Yeah, I adore Drew Smith. Really big fan of uh, Jeremiah. It's really the shame that's their last game. Because yeah. that was a tough way for them to go out. With your coach, it really felt like Konzo was just trying to like really prove a point more than win a game at a certain extent. It's like, wow, you're really just not going to put X in at all. Like, I get it. That's a lot of coaches are. Yeah, I know, and it's stupid. It is, but, you know, that's that's what they stand by. It's someone's morals. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're not going to respect your coach, you're not going to respect the guy who's given you this chance who, you know, heavily recruited you. And I think Konzo, they they haven't really said, like, he's the best recruiter. You know, he's been really close. You know, he had Caleb Love almost come here, but – it's Thank just goodness he did yeah, yeah, Caleb Love did not have a great season. But yeah. um, um, one thing I would like to point out, though, right before we go to break or whatever, um, Caleb Brown committed to Mizzou yep. last year. Is that Kobe Brown's brother? Yes. Is it really? Oh. Yes. Okay, that's nice. He looks he looks just like a smaller version of him. It's pretty mm-hmm. cool. Yes. Um, oh, yeah, and Parker Brown might be transferring, too. Oh, Parker Brown is definitely transferring. Yeah, oh, his mom. I didn't know about that. His mom replied to Kim English, former Mizzou basketball player, now the head coach of George Mason, saying, congrats, come get PB. Oh, boy. So I think Parker Brown's also gone. Not that that matters. He's terrible. But um, the losing with, uh, players is just not yeah. good. Torrance Watson might leave. Yeah, I hope Torrance stays. No, Torrance Torrance will start if he stays here. Yeah. And then, you know, as much as... But his as, story, that's why I was saying that. Yeah, that's true. His social media. That's true, getting yeah. It off. Yeah. But that would put, like, Mizzou at, like, four returning players. Yeah. And at that point, if Hanzo Martin can get a job at Miami, I'm bolting. Mm-hmm. Like, that is just oh, yeah. too hard. I'm yeah. not saying I want Conzo nece- like, to leave, to leave oh, or absolutely. anything, really. But if he if he has a better job opportunity, I think he'd be smarter to take it. Yeah, I'd agree with that. But also, because I mean, Conzo, I mean, he's to his credit already gotten to work. He got the transfer from Green Bay. Yeah, that's what I was going to bring up. As much as yeah. it's a bummer to see Xavier Pinson leaving all these guys, you know, there might be some stuff to look forward to. Yeah. Obviously, they have um, Anton Brookshire is a three star recruit. Um, really of, high end. Yeah, recruit. high end three star recruit out of Kickapoo High School. Just won the state championship with them. And then there's uh, Amari Davis, who is also a three-star recruit, played, I believe, two seasons at, at Green, Green Bay. Bay. Um, I was told from an inside source who goes to the school that he is, quote, very athletic for a point guard um, <laughs> and can have 30 points in a game every once in a while. And he graded one of my friend's English papers when he was oh. at Green Bay. So that's fun. Corbin, my friend who gave me that scouting report, I know you're not listening to this, but I'll send it to you. Thank you for the, <laughs> the reports. But, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited to see um davis and then to see brookshire um obviously kobe brown's brother will be will be good to see too and you know we'll, we'll have to see i think i think this is a year that kobe brown blossoms in the in the next year for missouri i think he's going to be probably their best player and we'll we'll just have to see a lot of question marks mm-hmm. a lot of question marks for the zoo basketball um any other nba or college basketball related related stuff uh not really um, Nothing there. Oh. I would say Mizzou has four, you know, they have four freshmen coming in. Like, that was the big thing. Um, but in the end, I just don't want Conzo to go out as a loser, in my opinion. Like, yeah. I don't want him to go out with a really bad losing record. I don't want him to be the Vanderbilt or A&M of SEC next year with all this young talent. And to the point if he's so bad that he's not going to get 
a better job in the end. Like, that's, I feel like yeah. this is his best chance to get a better job. So I don't think his resume next year will help. That's valid. We're in the camp of, we obviously would never want to see, we would not want to see him leave. Cause that would be bad from his zoo. But at the same time, if he's got a better opportunity, if he's going to get he a better opportunity it. and not yeah. ruin his stock, then take it now. Very, yeah. very valid. Well, that'll probably wrap it up for a little bit of basketball. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit of spring training and Mizzou baseball. You don't want to miss it. You are listening to The Unwritten Rule on KCOU 88.1 FM. I'm jumping in with my clothes off. Most party fouls are pretty dumb, but if you decide to drink and drive underage, you could lose your license and your freedom. Learn more at ultimatepartyfoul.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Looking for something that smashes sports content and video game content together into one big late-night radio sandwich? Listen to Quarter Circle Backboard, a show in which your boy Chris Mitchell brings you the latest and hottest in sports news that you like and video game news that I like every Friday night at 11 p.m. on KCOU. I talk about everything from football to basketball to Street Fighter to Fallout to you name it. Is the worst thing up past your bedtime? Tune in and find out. The Missouri Army National Guard can help you get the education you need to land the career you've always wanted. The Guard will pay up to 100% of your tuition for up to 39 credit hours per academic year at 90 colleges and tech schools across the state. You're eligible as soon as you enlist. Learn more about the many benefits that come with serving part-time in the Missouri Army National Guard. Visit NationalGuard.com today. Sponsored by the Missouri Army National Guard. Aired by the Missouri Broadcasters Association in this station. The Unwritten Rule on KCOU 88.1 FM. We are back with some Mizzou baseball and some MLB baseball. Kenny, you are obviously in the great state of Florida where many spring training games go down. Are you going to any games? Are you going to see any? Um, He's been to two well, already. I've been to two already. I see. Um, today will be my third game at 5.05 y'all's time. Actually, since I'm an hour ahead, I already listened to the show. So, oh, I see. Um, how, how did it, it go? Oh, go. Already. Um, but yeah, this is they're playing the Marlins tonight, and I'm gonna be at the Mets game tomorrow, which is Port St. Lucie. It's about an hour and a half north of here, Ooh. West Palm Beach. Nice, nice, nice. Well, I mean, what have you seen from from the games you've been to, and just from spring training in general? Um, I'll say this this much that uh, Astros fans don't travel well. You know, these games like last night, there was probably like 70% Cardinals fans at the Astros stadium, and it's a lot oh. of booing. You know. A lot of stuff yelling going around. Um, some stuff they probably shouldn't say at baseball games. A lot of racist stuff that I've heard. But yeah, that's what I was gonna ask you about next. That little kid. Like, yeah, the little kid said something. I don't think it's mostly him. It's more of his dad just allowing it and just kind of just building off what his dad was oh doing. Boy. But in the end, like that's something that's taught. Yeah, true. And um, but. Baseball. Yeah, the Astros are the they did win. They've won two games in a row since I've been here. And they face some good pitching, good players. Uh, they were down eight oh against the Nationals on Wednesday. And 
they rallied back and won 11-8. So anything can happen in spring training in the end. The numbers don't matter. But I do like to think that the overall performance is due. A lot of people are just like, oh, it doesn't matter if they don't hit well. But if they're not hitting well, you know, if they're, stri- they're swinging through fastballs, then that's not a good sign, you know. And yeah. I'll just say one thing that, Yeah, I'll say one thing, though, last thing about it, is that you'll see, like, some hitters flying out to the outfield. And I'm not, I'm not against that, honestly. You know, these guys are just hitting for power in spring training. Just, they're trying to see what they can do. And, you know, the numbers don't show enough of what players are doing in spring training. You know, yet it's the pitchers. The Astros had a pitcher, Steve Ciszek, who gave up three consecutive home runs in his first three appearances or first in his first game. And that's like, you know, oh, this guy sucks. He's like, no, he's trying out a new pitch and it just didn't work out. And then since then, he struck out 14 batters and then got released. Oh, wow. So, oh, um, <laughs> He, well, he asked to be released because they told him he wasn't making the opening day roster, just issues with contracts and stuff. But, you know, he's definitely a player that should be picked up. He, he is definitely and they'll be ready again. He's 34 years old. And, you know, if anyone, if any team's looking for a closer or a, or a late inning guy, that's definitely a player to pick up. Mm-hmm. All right. What other storylines do do we need to know about spring training? Is opening day, opening day's getting closer. Opening day is less than a week away. Yeah. April 1st. Um, yeah, um, there are a few injuries to watch out for. Uh, Fernando Tatis is dealing with a little injury, but also Eloy Jimenez is missing five to six months, and yeah. that's a big blow. And it's it's really awful because all he was doing was trying to rob a home run. But, you know, at this point, a baseball's changing, you know. The DH should be universal, in my opinion. That doesn't affect the White Sox at all. But, mm-hmm. it, you know, if you have this guy who's so offensively talented, like he is great at the plate, and you just want to stick him in the outfield, like you just put him at the DH spot. There's nothing against it. You know, David Ortiz was a DH his whole career. He played first base every once in a while. But, you know, he's he's a Hall of Famer because of it. Do that with Eloy. I don't care if he's 24 years old. Like there's yeah, there's no reason to risk his future by putting him at a position that he cannot play that well. It would be one thing if he was just bad defensively um, and great offensively. It's to the point where he has hurt himself twice now just because he's trying to play a position. Jeez. That is, he's now a danger to himself trying to play the outfield. And I going back to the DH thing, I agree 100%. I mean, like, just last week, I think it was, Zach Gallen, pitcher, great pitcher for the Diamondbacks, hurt himself swinging a bat. Why is he swinging a bat? Why are pitchers swinging bats? I don't. I just don't get the thinking behind it anymore. You had the DH last year. And it was just, it was a lot better. And I don't understand I will, how they went back. I will mention that uh, the Astros are only playing National League teams this spring. And even though, the, you know, you're allowed to use a DH, a lot of the pitchers here are hitting well, just to get to. Yeah. reps. Yeah, I know, but they don't really have to in spring. But um, but they've started doing it again because we're like a week away. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. So you're saying the DH should just be universal Absolutely. I think it should be across a, both leagues. It's American just for the betterment league. of the game. It's, you know, baseball's going through a little regress stint again. And if these contracts don't shake out this next winter, then the league is in a real, real, real bad spot, real bad spot next year. Especially yeah. after only playing 60 games with no fans and making a lot of less money. So mm-hmm. you, know, you got to change the game for the betterment of making money because that's what this is all about in the end. You can do everything you can to promote the game for the kids and expand the playing field, but if players aren't hitting home runs and there's one to two like score games, it's not like soccer that it's intense every moment. But you know you need those kind of impacts to happen. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, well, yeah, we'll have to see. I guess we're baseball 
heads and, and how we we drift into this season. Like we said, April first is opening day. Um, do y'all want to shift to Mizzou basketball or not basketball? We talk Mizzou basketball, Mizzou baseball, yeah. I should say. Um, uh, sure. Yeah. So Mizzou Mizzou baseball on the collegiate level was in action last, last night, night yeah. uh, against the number one team in the country, Vanderbilt. And uh, I was surprised. I turned this game on uh, after it had already started. It was a uh, rain delayed as well. Yeah. Um, I was surprised to see they were only down two one in the fourth inning. You know what? They were up one nothing at really? one point. They took the lead first against Kumar Rocker, who is going to be a top probably two or three pick. Wow. In the MLB draft. So respect for you know Mizzou through four innings. They were only down two to one. Uh, the game ended ten to one. Uh, was Vanderbilt, it ten to one or ten to two? Ten to two. Yeah. The game ended ten to two. Missouri did add another run in the sixth. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that also was an inning where Vanderbilt added four runs. So. Yeah, the number one team in the nation. You probably can't be too disappointed, mm-hmm. you know, with a with a score line like that, I suppose. But what did you guys see from either Rocker in terms of his future in the in the MLB, and also just from the Mizzou guys that maybe was promising or mm-hmm. bad once again? Um, I will say, uh, over the last two series, I've been kind of a bit more encouraged by the way Mizzou's playing. They opened SEC play against Kentucky and. We're only able to win one, but the games were pretty close. Mm-hmm. And compared to what we were getting from the pitching staff in particular at the beginning of the year, I'll take games like that now. Uh, also, last night against Kumar Rocker, they got two runs. I can't really expect much more. Uh, and then tonight they play, pay, play someone who is also going to be a top two or three pick in the draft in Jack Leiter. So this is going to be a, just a tough sp- series. If Mizzou is able to win one game, one game against Vanderbilt, I will be over the moon with this team. Yeah, I mean, it'd be an upset, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah, it'd be a massive upset. Uh, only one player who I'm really, like, just not a fan of right now would be Mark Veerling. Just a horrible, horrible defensive day at second base for him yesterday. He probably cost Mizzou, like, four runs on his own, which is just bad. Uh, Spencer Miles... Starting pitcher for Mizzou did as well as I could have expected. It's just, yeah, I, I'm a bit more okay with how Mizzou is playing now than they than a couple weeks ago. Uh, it's still not a good team. Kenny, you got anything on Mizzou baseball? Oh uh, yeah, sorry about that. Um, this Astros guy came up to me and was talking to me. He uh, he said he works for them, so oh. got his name. Uh, oh. yeah, Kenny's so making was... connections on air. Unbelievable. Oh, yeah, he's got big things just, in the works. Yeah. Yeah, sorry about that. But um, the one thing, I didn't get to watch this game. I I don't have an SEC network here. Um, Uh, But I would like to point out that Kumar Rocker, although having five strikeouts, you know, over six innings, you know, he did get kind of banged up for somebody that's going to be, you know, really good pitcher. You you can't expect a perfect outing every single game. But this is definitely a game that you should profit from. Like, this is a game you should be taking a no-hitter into the sixth, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. You know, Mizzou is, uh, they have talented players. They have talent there. It's just not all the way there yet. I said this at the beginning of the season. They didn't look ready. Um, the pitching isn't fully there. I don't think these pitchers are can, are capable of going strong five, six innings. And looking at the bigger picture of it, they do have a really good class coming in in the next two years. So I think Mizzou baseball is in the right direction, but um, – the end of that game was just terrible. I'm looking at the box score right now and just giving up four runs in the middle of the game yeah. is a real killer. Trey Robertson and came in in relief and was quite bad. Well, that's what it bad. was. Yeah, quite terrible. Um, um, but yeah, I would say though, you all were talking about if 
Mizzou pulls off a win. I think that is a, a mood setter, though. You know, if an Astros team is, you know, pulls off, or no, sorry, an Astros team, sorry, a Mizzou team <laughs> pulls off a win against the best team in the SEC, you know, against like these talented, the Vandy boys, you know, the Vandy boys go the on to be in the blood. Yeah. Yeah, the blue blood of baseball or college baseball. And I just think that would be such a, a game changer. I talked to Peter Zimmerman, who's now an Astros prospect. He played for the, you know, played for Mizzou, and he said, you know, just getting a win and then going into a new series, like new series against, you know, their, another SEC school is kind of like a game changer. Like you're just going in, you're like, you know what, we can do this. Like let's just pull something off. And I, if I, Mizzou can pull off a win against this team, then I think they would be in a good spot to win a few more games. Yeah, I will say the game last night actually did pr- encourage me pretty, pretty heavily. Uh, for the offensive side, at least, uh, they really, they didn't look like scared to face Kumar Rocker at all. They looked like, That's you know good. what, we got nothing to lose. Let's just See go out there do. and play our game, yeah. and it worked. I mean, they were, uh, they were drawing walks against him. They were making good contact. Um, for the most part, I came out of that game, even though it was an eight-run loss. I came out happy with a lot of aspects nice. from Mizzou. Yeah, that's a that's a good way to look at it. If you can get contact and get walks on the best pitcher in college baseball. Who knows what you can do in other series. Mizzou, after this Vanderbilt series, will take on Kansas in a little bit of a rivalry game, and then a series versus Texas A&M. We'll see how the Tigers do in that. Um, They'll probably wrap it up for some baseball stuff. We're going to take another quick break, but when we come back, we're going to talk NFL free agency. There's been a few developments in the last few hours, in fact, and Mm -hmm. and days, and we're going to we're going to recap and break it all down for you right here on The Unwritten Rule on KCOU 88.1 FM. Have you been impacted by COVID and are behind on your rent or utilities? Qualified Missouri renters may be eligible for the Missouri State Assistance for Housing Relief Program. It offers assistance for up to 12 months for rent, past due rent, and utilities. For information on how you may be eligible for this program and other housing assistance in your area, visit our website at mohousingresources.com. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of the Treasury and the Missouri Housing Development Commission. This message is for all of you sitting in the passenger seat. And apologies if it gets a little uncomfortable, but how does it feel to be at the mercy of someone who thinks a random text is more important than your life? Someone who takes their eyes off the road while speeding along in a three-ton hunk of steel. Freaky, right? Well, why not just ask them to stop? Or better yet, volunteer to text for them. It might be a little awkward, but believe me, you'll live. Learn more at StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Life can be dramatic, but day-to-day relationships aren't always like you see on TV. You can help the young people in your life work through the drama by engaging them in conversations about healthy relationships. Use Connect With Me activity cards to start discussions on this subject and other topics that matter to teens. Visit health.mo.gov connect to access these free cards and resources. A message from the Missouri Department of Health and Senior Services. Welcome back. Uh, Viva La Vida and Kenny's windy, wherever he is, Florida, greets us. 
back here on the under. Yeah, I'll mute myself when that happens. No, I'm just kidding, Kenny. We're just kidding. It's okay. You can't control the elements. Um, but we're going to talk NFL, dive into some free agency stuff, and we're going to start with the biggest storyline of the day. I think we got to. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been a little bit of uh, maneuvering in the first round of the NFL draft. Um, the Miami Dolphins have traded away the third overall pick to the San Francisco 49ers um, in exchange for a two first-round picks and a third-round pick in future drafts. Mm-hmm. Um, the Dolphins then very quickly traded that 12th pick that they acquired from the 49ers to the Eagles um, for pick 123 and another future first to Philadelphia. So For six, yeah. For, for, yeah. Um, so I guess, yeah, Peyton, Kenny, break, break this down. What does this mean for who might get drafted where? What do you think the 49ers are going to do? I did see a statement, you know, talking with in terms of the quarterback room that's coming up in this NFL draft that they were not looking to release Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. So what move do you think they're going to make now with this third overall pick? So even though they're keeping Jimmy G, there's no doubt 49ers are 100% taking a quarterback. Uh, I think it'll be Justin Fields because I assume Trevor Lawrence, obviously, they're going we'll one. Go number one. Zach Wilson is probably going to. Uh, and then there's the debate, oh, Justin Fields or Trey Lance. I think Justin Fields still is potentially the second best quarterback in this draft. Yeah. Um. So and also he fits perfectly for Kyle Shanahan's offense. I think. Uh. So to me, the 49ers, uh, Jimmy G may start this year, and I mean that's a good situation. If you're Justin Fields, you don't have to start right away. You can learn the offense for a year, um, and then you'll take over a team that around him is actually pretty set yeah especially Um, coming back from all those injuries yeah coming back from all the injuries they're a they're a year removed from a super bowl run uh so this is that's a good move i think i think uh for the 49ers in terms of just drafting someone but giving up three first round picks and a third for good measure that is you better hope either justin fields justin fields better better be the truth yeah uh, because that is a steep, steep price. Um, but it's an interesting move. And then the Dolphins trading back up, I think they definitely are looking at like Jamar Chase or Devonta Smith or one of the Jalen Waddle, one of the good wide receivers. One of the top the three. Yeah. Kenny, what did you think of the trade? Um, I would say that from the looks of it, um, the 49ers, you know, you can't blame them for what happened last year. You know, they had a lot of injuries. Can't blame anything on Kyle Shanahan. This is all my opinion. Um, they did almost make sneak into the playoffs at the end. You know, they expanded to seven teams. And, you know, they have 17 games this year. I think if the 49ers don't end up making a Super Bowl or either winning one in the next three years, this was such a, a waste, in my opinion. You know, they, they lost a lot of first-round picks. And I don't think they'll trade Jimmy G. They said they're not going to release him. I think it's gonna he's going to start the season, in my opinion. Um, I think whoever... They draft most likely. Who do, who do we think they're drafting? Justin Fields, Fields or Lance, yeah. probably Justin. Yeah, I, I think if Justin Fields, I don't know if they'll be ready to start that season for them. Um, but from the looks of what the Dolphins are doing, um, I guess two is their guy. Like you know, mm-hmm. Tua did not have a great start to the few games he had last season. You know, under 100 passing yards in a game is not what you want to see in the NFL. It's not the it's not college football. You can't rely on your legs every single play unless you're Lamar Jackson. But this team. The Dolphins team is coming, like coming set in my opinion. I think 
they could honestly make a run with the Bills. You know, this is like the worst time for the Dolphins to get good. You know, the Patriots, they're gone. But the Patriots are also retooling. So yeah. it's, it's going to be a pretty good AFC East this year, in my opinion. Um, I think the only thing they're missing, you know, the Dolphins is probably one one elite offensive lineman. You know, they got rid of Tunsil. But I also think they're like a receiver away. Like they just need that one mm-hmm. standout. They need a Julio Jones. They need a DeAndre Hopkins. They need that guy who's going to be a top 10 receiver in the league. You know, they have they have good receivers now. Is, is Devontae Parker still there? Yes, yes. he is. He's, they got Devontae yeah. Parker, Will Fuller. You know, this is good receiving court. Two has got weapons around him. You know, he's got a pretty steep. Uh, running back room and you know running backs you know aren't the future anymore you know you can do you just design it's play design and mm-hmm. what offensive linemen you have and in the end I think the Dolphins should go after a really a good receiver here and I think you know Kyle Pitts you know is Jamar Chase two two guys oh, that so I think you're you're lumping Kyle Pitts into the receiver group here yeah, I, I, at this point, you know, he's yeah, he's built like a he tight could end. Very, yeah, he could very well. I, I, I agree. Right I'm just that's yeah. been a thing. I'm, I've I'm putting seen. him in that thing, but I did I did see this on Twitter today. Our friend uh, Jacob Infante is a draft analyst uh, to a certain degree of how of what he's doing on Twitter that day. But um, he, he said that uh, who am I thinking of? The BYU guy, Zach Wilson. I was perfect. Yeah, Zach Wilson. He said Zach Wilson's going to be a Jet. You know, it's that's. And I like that, honestly. I like Zach Wilson. I think he's uh, a more toned-down Johnny Manziel. And I don't think he's going to have those issues off the field or on the field. But I do like the Jets going after him. Yeah, and I mean, you talk about the the strengthening um, AFC East. I think you look at the NFC West, too. The 49ers, they're going to have to compete because the NFC West is a talented division, especially now with Russell Wilson not leaving in Seattle. Yeah. Um, you know, and with the, with the Cardinals and Rams doing what they were doing in the offseason. So this is a win-now move for the 49ers, and I think they it's going to have to pay off. Otherwise, you're right, Kenny. They could slip you know, right back down losing all those draft picks. But it'll certainly be interesting to see. Um, I agree with Peyton. I think Justin Fields is the second-best quarterback in this draft. but Potentially. I, 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 I'm not for it's, sure. It's he could be, though. He could be. He could be. It's, I think. I don't think right away, honestly. I think at, at, at one point he's going to have one of the best careers out of everyone in the draft. Yeah. I think I think Zach um, Wilson's a guy you can trust to come in right now if you're the Jets and oh, definitely. take over. That's very. very... I, I would I would like to interrupt you for a second, but Jock Peterson just hit a home run. Ah, Peyton, NL MVP, Jock <laughs> Peterson, Peterson, 2021. Put it put it on the board. Write it down. Anthony Rizzo called it too. He was uh, it was. Did he really? He was on a hot mic. Yeah. Nice. Let's go. That's my captain. What a moment. But yeah, Jock Peterson's the greatest. The greatest. The MVP. We'll mm-hmm. have to see. I'm gonna write that down for next next Good. year's competition. It's um, happening. Next year's show. Next year's show. Um, hey, can, can we plug our show real quick? Yes. GCU Unwritten Rule every Friday at 3 p.m. Yeah, listen to it. <laughs> 4 p.m. Eastern. If you're 4 on. 4 p.m. Yeah. Eastern. Yeah, we should we should do that more. Um, 4 p.m. Yeah. Eastern. 3 p.m. Real time. 2 p.m. Mountain time or whatever it is. Real yeah. time. Yeah. Real time. Um, 1 p.m. West Coast. 1 p.m. Arizona. Yeah. yeah, whatever they do down there, I don't know. Yeah. They, they don't do they don't do daylight savings. So yeah, I don't know what they're up to. Clocks in Arizona. Yeah, yeah, it's facts. They rely on the sun. Um, do you guys have any other final NFL offseason stuff? Uh, I do not. Kenny, um, I would say that 
you know, a lot of people are mad at the Bears and mad oh, at the Oh, like, oh, yeah, yeah, duh. Yeah, Peyton, you oh my can goodness. Take this, I totally can I forgot. Can I just say like one little thing about this? Yeah. Sure. Is that I think the fans are stupid. Like you are so stupid. Yes, if the I agree. Seahawks are going to give up Russell Wilson. You're not getting Russell Wilson. Get over it. You mm-hmm. know, Andy Dalton's better than what you have. He's better than Mitchell Trubisky. Yes, I, I one million percent agree with this because at the end of the day, the Bears made a unbelievably loaded offer to the Seahawks. Seahawks said no. You can't twist their arm yeah. until they say yes. Move on. You have to move on. You can't just sit idly by and hope they change their mind. Andy Dalton, if he had played his entire prime with the Bears, would have gone down as the best QB in Bears history. He's and top three now. He, absolutely, he's top two right now. Absolutely. Uh, I think McMahon should be in the top two just because he was on a Super Bowl team. He was carried to a Mickey Mouse Super Bowl. <laughs> I think I think if you win a Super Bowl, you should be in the top. He, w- he really Jim McMahon was not all that yeah. great. He was oh, yeah, a solid was quarterback, all, but, hey, but win the Super Bowl. He did win a that, Super Bowl. Was that the Super Bowl? Okay, that was so the Super at Bowl worst, team, right? Yes, at worst, Andy Dalton is a top three QB in history. There are people that are like, "Oh, I'd rather have Mitch Trubisky." No, you wouldn't. Andy Dalton is worlds better than Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, hundred percent. Andy Dalton has. I hope Andy Dalton goes out and absolutely lights it up because the way this fan base has greeted him is absolutely horrible. It's just downright terrible. Yeah. And maybe that's the front office's fault for winding us up thinking, oh, Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson. But at the end of the day, you're not in a position to get either one of them right now. You have to make an upgrade. At You have to use something to get an upgrade. And Andy Dalton was probably the best option on the yeah, market. Yeah, 100%. So I liked the Andy Dalton signing. You're not locked into him long term. So if he is bad, you can move on next year. And you'll probably have a good draft pick if yeah, he's bad. Exactly. And if he's good, he's then he's good. good. There you go. And you have a team that's ready to win around Andy Dalton. There you go. Optimistic my, my outlook last, from Peyton. Yes. My, my last take is, like, I know y'all lost Kyle. The Bears lost Kyle Fuller in the Okay, process. yeah, we don't have to they talk about that him. one. Uh, but no, uh, one thing I would say about that is that, like, um, you know, you would add a great, you have a great defense. The Bears do have a pretty decent defense, and Kyle Fuller's an amazing safety. But at the end of the corner. day, if you can't, or corner, sorry, yeah. a defensive back. But if, um, at the end of the day, if you're not scoring from your offense, if you have Nick Foles, who's aging, who is just off some Super Bowl high, and he's not even like playing to his potential anymore, you know, injury prone. You know, you're not going to win games. Right. Like, you have to sacrifice players. And, it, you know, it sucks, but that's how the game works. That is how the game works. Well, mm-hmm. guys, we're, we're running thin on time. But give me your quick thoughts on King Kong versus Godzilla because it comes out soon. Um, What else is there to really say at this yeah, point? Godzilla is winning. Godzilla is winning. We will find this out in five days. We will see it. We will Godzilla see it. We will be witness. is going to win. Yep. Um, Lock it in. Last take from this from this debate. Right. It's been a good few months. Been a good few months. Last thing I'll say is, um, I'm I'm rocking with that. No one's winning. Um, I'm rocking up. I'm rocking uh, yeah, that's work. truly what's this gonna happen. No one's probably. gonna win. We're gonna but, have we're yeah. gonna have a Gen Z ending to this movie. I hope you know that. And yeah, it's either gonna be King Kong or nothing. I just or King Kong. Yeah, I just don't think that Godzilla's gonna win it. I don't he think they'll is. give it to him. I know. We'll, I don't think they'll give we'll him the see. belt. They're gonna give it to King Kong, or they're gonna tie. I agree. I think they're also probably gonna tie. And uh, with that, that'll probably wrap it up here for this episode of the Unwritten Rule. Um, we'll be back. Oh, we won't be back next week. We've spring nope. break. Sorry. Um, 
we'll be back in two weeks, but we'll all be we'll all be here. Kenny will be back in the studio. Um, Kenny, we hope you have a safe and enjoyable time in Florida, and we hope everyone Thanks, guys. Hope just... you guys have good spring breaks. Thank you. Yeah, and everyone... I hope you have a good rest of your spring break too. Everyone Kenny. listening, enjoy I your. I hope you don't. <laughs> <laughs> everyone out there listening, we hope you enjoy your spring break or rest of your week, whatever you're getting up to. Stay safe, have fun, and take care. See you everybody. in two weeks. Yep. You sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.